You know, it's real easy to talk about purity when you're having a good day, when you feel all fresh and clean, but what happens when you fail? What happens when you fall? Most of the time, purity in the eyes of God does not mean perfection. He knows we're not perfect. So what I want to talk about today is when we fail and we will, what do we do to get back to that perfect purity? Welcome to episode, this is 140, humming right along there uh, of the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Amenben.com is the website if you're not there now listening. Uh, We put our podcast on all sorts of different little podcasting services so you can take me with you wherever you go. And we're thankful that you're listening. We hope that you continue to share these podcasts. They're little little bite-sized devotional things uh, that, that, you know, you can say, hey, just just give me seven minutes of your time. Give me 10 minutes of your time. Let me let me introduce you to this podcast. I think it'll be a, a blessing to you. Pretty easy to do. So thank you all for doing that. Thank you all for giving me uh, all the love that you've been given lately. So we are talking this week about purity. If you didn't know, we base a lot of these messages, uh, a lot of these podcasts on messages. Um, and it's kind of a, a theme that kind of goes throughout the um, the life of not only our listeners here, but people that attend church. And a lot of times I find out that God's using this podcast to speak into other parts of your life and partner with other people in ways I didn't even know he was doing. So we were talking about purity. And one of the biggest misconceptions about purity uh, is that it's it means perfection. That it means, well, I mean, I guess technically it does, right? Pure, without spot, without blemish. So we, we think, well... I can't be pure. I'm not pure. So why should I even mess with it? Because there was really only one pure one, and that was Jesus. That's why he was, as God said, the the holy, spotless lamb, the perfect uh, sacrifice for us. Uh, and his blood is what covers us. And nothing else, no other sacrifice could do that because he was pure. But when we follow him, we are still aiming for that perfection, knowing that we're going to follow short. We still aim for that. And one of the ideas that I begin to understand here lately is a big part of purity is not just avoiding the bad behavior, which we've talked about this week. And it, it it's not just about keeping sin out, although that's part of it. Uh, a big part of this, of, of purity, is being in the presence of God. Purity is, is actually fed from the presence of God. I realize that I was reading Jeremiah chapter two in the old Testament in verse 13, uh, God makes this pretty telling statement. He says, my people have committed this sin. They have forsaken me. He didn't necessarily say his rules, which he does say that in other parts, but he's not, he's not accusing them of not just doing the tasks that he told his people to do. We have, and they did, they forsook him in person and he is the spring of living water. God says that that his people have dug their own cisterns, which is just an old school word for, you know, things that trap water, you know, whether it be a, a big pottery thing, a big pot or something dug in the ground to keep the water from being dirty. He said they've, they've dug their own, but they're broken cisterns. They can't hold water and they can't possibly give what I have to give. And so, 
What's going to happen to you is you're going to you're going to feel the conviction. You're going to go, yeah, I want to be pure today. I'm going to, and you're going to get up in the morning and you're going to say, Lord, purify my mind, purify my temper, purify my mouth, purify my family. And about three and a half seconds later, something's going to happen and it's going to just squash all that. And you're going to go, well, I guess I'll try again tomorrow. And then you'll try again the next day. And then you'll try again the next day. And then you're going to go, you know what? Forget about it. I can't be perfect. I can't keep myself totally pure. But the the reality is Jesus and his purity is what we get credit for in the eyes of God. So we are accredited with his purity. So we're good. Like, yes, we don't want to do these bad things, but the best thing that we can do to re-immerse uh, ourselves in purity, right? To uh, have more purity and have purity be a marker of our life and our thoughts and our actions and our relationships is to be in the presence of God more and more and more. And this is totally not the first time I've told you all this on the podcast. So I know maybe I've been banging this drum before, but it needs to be heard again. That if the problem that you're having with purity right now stems from the fact that you probably don't spend enough time with God, right? Because God's presence is what brings that purity. It's not that we have forsaken. God wasn't getting onto his people about forsaking uh, certain habits or rules. He Because in, in doing that, they were actually forsaking him. We were putting other things in place of him. We were idolizing other things and putting our hope in other things besides him. And so that's why Jesus said in the original, the, the beatitude, the statement that this whole week was, was based on uh, in Matthew 5 said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. How do they see God? They're in his presence. You're starting to connect the dots here that, that the reason that, we, that seeing God is a result of our pure at heart, uh, you know, is, is, is the consequence of us being pure at heart is because that gets us into his presence. And so what unfortunately happens to far too many of us is when we get it wrong, when we biff it, when we muff it, when we um, we stain ourselves with our sin, we double down on that. We 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 just go. We, we've we've dabbled our toe in it. We've gotten our, you know our foot wet, and we thought, why not? Let's just dive head first in. And that's actually the opposite of what we should be doing. That whenever your purity fails, the best and first thing that you should do is run back into the presence of God. I've got people. I've got a handful of people on my mind right now that I love dearly. That I know that they screwed up. I know that they made some bad decisions, and yet they've instead of leaning into their church family, instead of running back to the arms of Jesus, they're running away, and they're thinking that they're just they'll fix it first so that they can go back to the presence of God. That's not how that works. Hopefully, we get better at this. But when we screw up, stop running from God. You don't need to run away from the presence of God. You need it all the more. So if you've had a bad week, you've had, if you've had a bad day, that's okay. It's time to change that. So go back to your word. Open up that Bible that you've let collect dust all week. Shut off the TV. Shut off your phone. Spend a couple minutes or a couple hours in prayer. Seeking God's guidance, his forgiveness, all that. Go to church, help serve the needy, 
do all these things that God calls you to do, you will be regaled with his presence once again, and it'll be that much easier to keep yourself pure. Because when you've tasted the real thing, who wants that other crap, right? What the world has to offer you does not taste as good, will not be as much of a blessing as a close relationship with the presence of God that purifies your life. Try that out this weekend. See if it doesn't work out for you. AmenBen.com, PastorBen at LoveSiler.com. I'd love to talk to you soon. Uh, until Monday, we'll see you. We love you. Bye.